2: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. With me today, I have Heidi. Hello. And I have Elisa. Hi. And this, today's topic, I'm excited about this one. I think this is going to be one that is going to help a lot of our families. And we're talking about our COVID babies, getting them back into, or getting them into society, <laughs> transitioning them into society, getting them out of our homes once we're allowed. Um, and hopefully... Hopefully that will be sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of our little babies who have been born in the last year really haven't left their houses very much, or um, they just haven't been exposed to, you know, being in stores and seeing lots of people, play groups, that kind of stuff. Um, And some of them are starting to transition into childcare. So we kind of thought this would be a really great time. Let's chat about getting these little guys comfortable, um, allowing for those emotions and uh, lots of tips and strategies to help get them comfortable and feeling confident in these new situations.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that f- a really good place to start is to know that children are extremely resilient.
0: Yes. And they, are.
1: they their brains are very plastic, plastic which means they, they can be reshaped and molded very easily as opposed to an adult brain. And yes, we've missed out on some things, but we can we can we can make those steps forward, we can make those gains easily because they are very young.
0: This is oh, so totally true, agree. especially because I think a lot of us who have children or babies or, or older children or teens or adults, we're all feeling guilt in some way that our children have lost out on some of that social interaction. Right. We all feel it in a different way, I think, but mm-hmm. that's a really good point, Heidi.
2: They're very resilient. They are. They are. But- and, and, you know, for a little, little guys, they don't know any different. This has just been their life. So they don't know that they're missing out on, um, you know, play groups and that kind of stuff. And not every baby goes to play group. Um, so these are just little things that, we are missing out on definitely with our little guys so we can feel really guilty when we're feeling like they're missing out on it but they're most likely they're in heaven they get to be with you 24 7 they're happy like that is their comfort space so they're quite content um which can cause as we do start to leave the house and we do start to expose them to things that can that's where that upset's going to come in right that's where that uncomfortableness and um, not feeling super confident around people that's that for some babies that can come in and as we kind of co- chat through this it's really important to recognize that babies are going to be and this was like pre-COVID as well like there's some babies you could look at a baby and they are like, Hi, how's it going? And they're smiling and they're engaging with you and they're waving and they're like, They're super into it. There's other babies you can say hi to and they are like, Stone cold. They're like, mm, Let me kind of take you in from top to bottom uh, before they even allow a smile to come across their lips. And there's other babies that it's just overwhelming. So even having someone come up and be like, Hey, how's it going? that can be too much for them. So knowing your little one Mm -hmm. especially as we chat through this because we're going to be starting with some really basic steps um and and with everything that we talk through we always kind of talk through those building on those steps right so some of the strategies we're going to be talking about are going to be kind of those starter steps but build on it based on where your child is and and how comfortable they are to start with
0: Mm -hmm. exactly so so the first the first piece is beginning child care yeah, we have a lot of little
2: ones that are starting care who've kind of gone with, spent the whole of their first year at home. And then now they're going to be exposed to, you know, a different room, a different space, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> different adults, different um, babies. A lot of these babies haven't really hung out with other babies, right? So to them, they're like, wait a second, there's more of me? What is going on?
0: And we do have a full preparing for child care virtual workshop if you wanted to learn more about what you can be doing to prepare your little one for the transition but (laughs) parenting.com yes some of those things are not going to be possible right now for covid so we are going to talk a little bit about how you can work around that so usually we suggest um, having some visits before they start but in this situation you might not be able to do that and that's okay like Heidi said babies are resilient so they are going to adjust regardless but we do want to be mindful that things are a little bit different right now potentially at at some childcare facilities um they're doing drop-offs and pickups in the parking lot you were saying right in the parking
2: lot sometimes in the lobby but it's it's you're not coming into the space you're not coming into the center it's it's a drop-off in the parking lot. They bring you call when you get there at the end of the day, they bring your child and their stuff Mm -hmm. out at the end of the day. So Mm -hmm. it's not like we can go in and and get them undressed and kind of help with that kind of stuff. So a lot of the, a lot of your starting pieces are going to be in the parking lot. So, you know, one of the things that we talk about with our fears and getting our little ones adjusted to it is make it comfortable for them. So, hey try not to i mean talk to the director and there's going to be a couple of things we're going to talk about in the next in this section about <laughs> talk to the director first but like hang out in the parking lot and watch some of those drop-offs and and see how your the providers are interacting with the little ones and chat with your little ones and oh they're going to say bye they're going to daycare and our child care and mommy's going to work or the daddy's going to work right so have those conversations with them if you're really concerned about that parking lot drop-off go and watch a couple of mornings go and watch a couple of drop off pickups at the end of the day get comfortable with it for yourself but also introduce it
0: to your little one as well And Mm -hmm. even if you're even if your baby is young, and you don't feel like they're going to understand that they will be taking some of that in Mm -hmm. for sure. It's still you're exposing them to that very situation that you're going to be bringing them to when it's their turn, right? Mm -hmm. So even if you think that they're not really going to understand fully what you're doing, they will understand a little bit and they're taking enough in that it is definitely worth it. As long as you Uh, Like Pam said, speak to the director and make sure that you're not just lurking around the parking lot (laughs) randomly, right?
1: Yeah, and then the police roll in and they're like, ma'am, please pull
2: over and put it in park. (laughs) It is better if you have your baby with you. I would suggest having your child with you when you're, you know, um, creeping around the building. But little things too, though, right? So if the- Peering in windows. Well, it is, right? If that's something that is there, not really peering through windows. But if they have, um, you know, the playground is facing onto a sidewalk, can you walk past and chat about the the, the outdoor playground? And this is where you're going to be playing and look at all the friends, right? So just allowing them to kind of get comfortable with, that space, that area, being in that in that kind of general area and and being able to see what everyone
0: is doing, the comings and goings. Usually, we do suggest as well keeping that drop off nice and quick because when we linger, you know, when it is their turn for the drop off, when we linger around for too long, that can make our little ones more anxious. It's the the buildup and the buildup. So. Yes. You know, once you get there, if you do have to do a little bit of offloading, do that in the car before it's time for drop off or right outside of the car. So if you know that your little one is anxious about the drop off and you're taking them out of their car seat, they can see where they're going and they're, you know, having some big feelings towards that, then give them a few minutes in your arms to just let out some of those feelings and then do that drop off and make it nice and brief so that you're not lingering around for too long and then your little one will start to adjust faster because they see what happens every day.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and back to Heidi's point, our little ones are resilient they're, they're going to adjust to this. They're, they don't know any different. Again, they don't know that, you know, oh, when my older brother or when my cousin went to childcare, mom was able to walk them in and get them undressed. Like, they, they don't know that stuff, right? But one thing to also keep in mind is, you know, we trust these providers. We, we, we are entrusting them with our children. So, They know how when they bring their little ones in, how to help them feel comfortable, how to help them come down from that upset. Right? It's not like they're coming in and just plopping them down and saying, "Oh well, sorry about your luck. You're just going to sit here and cry." Right? So our providers are offering lots of comfort, and it's it's going to be hard if you're dropping them off in the you know in the parking lot and you're not seeing that part. But trust that that's happening behind closed doors.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about masks now, because this is something else that your provider, your your little one's providers might need to have on all day or the majority of the day, right? They, They might wear just a mask or they might be wearing a mask and a face shield. So this is something that you definitely want to, if you have the time, you want to expose your child to this situation ahead of time. So that's where the parking lot situation comes in with seeing the providers with their masks on um, but also do it at home first Mm -hmm. so that your baby can see what a mask looks like and what a face shield looks like and that way you can expose them to it in baby steps rather than just kind of having them go into the situation for a full day when they are apprehensive about a person wearing a mask and a face shield right chances are they have seen you with a mask or a face shield on at some point during this past year but we do want to make sure that you're exposing them to it little by little before they go to child care
2: mm-hmm. and this is even like bef- before going to stores and that kind of stuff because if they haven't really been out they haven't if, if they haven't seen a whole lot of people just even going before going to taking them to the stores showing them putting on your mask before you leave letting them play with it you have little masks for the dolls you know that kind of stuff it's just unfortunately we're living in this time where we that's just something we have to help our little ones get used to seeing people with masks on and being out with masks on um and and you know it's not always negative I I did see a video the other day and this little guy it was the first time they had taken him to the grocery store and this little guy thought it was the funniest thing to see people with all these masks on and he was waving to people and giggling and laughing and and mom had said you know i was concerned that he he was going to be anxious that it was going to cause us overstimulation and she's like no he totally took it all in (laughs) so you never know right how they're going to respond so again trying very hard um to, to, to make sure that you're kind of feeling confident about it as well, but getting them nice and comfortable with those masks, um, showing them yours, have your partner have theirs on, you know, like play with them, get them engaged, show them pictures, whatever you can do to just make it seem as normal as possible.
1: Have some for them to put like on a doll or a bear. Yeah. Like let them play with it. Like let that be part of the dress up clothes. Yes.
0: Yep. Exactly. And we do have a whole episode about introducing them to masks we as do. well. We do. So that would be a good listen for those yeah. who want a little bit more information about that. I'll, I'll add so that one into the, the description
2: of this um, podcast as well. So you'll be able to find that one there. Lovely. Okay. So coming back to some of our starting steps. So if, if we aren't having to get our little ones ready for childcare just yet, Um, just going to the store Mm -hmm. like that that's going to feel like a lot for our our moms and our dads who um, are families who haven't been out with their little ones it's also going to feel for a lot for our little ones who may not um, be super comfortable even just out and about right so one of my our biggest tips is always going to be starting small so know your baby know how comfortable they are in those loud spaces um but start really small and do practice runs like
1: yes go with them not with a list
2: (laughs) yes Yes. it's
1: like a bonus outing to the grocery store you're not going to get your grocery haul your the purpose for going out is to Um, slowly start to expose your little one to being out in public and the very busy, bright, brightly lit grocery store.
0: Yeah, because it's going to feel much, much harder for you if this is your first outing with your baby along, and you are there getting a full thing of groceries, and you've got your cart full, little one has just, you know, is melting down, and I mean, we can't always prevent these situations from happening, they do happen, Mm -hmm. but if you know that this is your first outing, then planning a small small. thing maybe you're going for shampoo or you're just going for milk or something Mm -hmm. and then you're leaving right away and you do that a few times before you then decide to go for a full grocery
1: but take your time like don't Mm -hmm. rush to get the milk and then rush to get out you know take a little zip through the deli department, take a little zip through the bakery department and be like, Ooh, these look nice. And like, then you go past the fish department, look at the lobsters and then go get your milk and then come on over and to the cash register and pay. Like, you know, two, three things. That's it. That's all you're buying, but don't just zip in, zip out. Oh, Mm -hmm. Thank goodness that's over. We did it.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) And lots of talk enjoyable, make it like you're going to like the zoo, like you're going to explore it, right? Because you're not going there for your grocery haul. It's going to be very low pressure and it could actually be um, like a big learning experience for a little one like look there's red apples there's green apples yellow bananas like you could actually do a lot of learning at the grocery store and just make it like a 15 minute
2: activity yeah i love that too and the and the way especially if you're feeling anxious about it having those conversations talking through it exactly what heidi was doing can help reduce some of that anxiety Right? If we're pointing things out to our little one, we're talking to them, we're kind of having that running dialogue. Again, whether or not they understand our words, that's not the purpose. It's, it's, it's we're, be, we're able to kind of explain things, we're, we're dialogue, we're talking through it, so we're able to decrease our own anxiety. So if you're feeling really anxious, do that, do a lot of that talking, talk yourself through it, talk your little one um, as you're going up and down the aisles, what you're seeing, and, and use that exactly as that learning, but also use that to help kind of bring yourself down as well if you are feeling overwhelmed uh, Mm -hmm, about it as well all
1: right go on over to the milk department that's what we came here for like
2: make it fun my issue is I do it too often and then now I get caught without a child with me and thank goodness I have a mask on now because I'm like oh nobody noticed that I was actually just talking to myself and I'm in here by myself now (laughs) so
1: yeah I know there is some benefits to wearing a mask I agree
2: (laughs) yeah no the amount of times the the yeah the amount of times I catch myself talking to myself and I'm like oh yeah I have a mask nobody knows it's me I'll just keep my eyes straight ahead and nobody's gonna know
0: (laughs) and like the mask with the hat on is just (laughs) even better now
1: (laughs) sunglasses
0: yeah exactly (laughs) I feel like
1: I'm going to rob the bank or something
2: I don't know (laughs)
0: nobody can even see me at all anymore so I know it it is sometimes it
2: is quite nice
0: um so the other thing with going to the store is you want to time this around naps and feeding time right so you don't want to go when your little one is hungry for your first time or even for a big grocery haul you still don't want to go when they're hungry and bring snacks um also, you don't want to go when they're in need of a nap because that's just inviting a meltdown. That may not have even happened, right? So try to time it. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect timing or anything because life is never perfect. And we do want to go with the flow sometimes, but just try to time around those naps. Yeah, it, it just it's gonna make it so much easier on yourself, right? If you can
2: take those small steps, you, you know that they're not hungry, you know that they're not tired. It's just going to give you the best chance for success possible. So y- y- give it a go. Try it. Take those small little steps. Don't be worried about that. But um, yeah, it's just going to make it so much easier on you for not overwhelming ourselves. Yep. Same thing too, when playgroups start to open, right? Like it's going to be, and this is going to be, it's going to be really hard for us because you're going to want to go and you're going to want to be socialized and you're going to want to be out there um but your child may not be able to handle a two and a half hour play group or a two hour play group or an hour and a half long play group play group you may only get 15 or 20 minutes the first couple of times
0: and and again that's okay start small and build on it and try not to let it defeat you if your little one does have a meltdown the first or the second or the third time you go <laughs> the more exposure yes on that consistent basis, the more your child is going to adjust. And it's it's just gonna get easier and easier as the days go on. So I know that, you know, you go to a play group sometimes and your child had a really hard time and then you just feel like, well, I don't want to go back there again. But try really hard to um, force yourself to go back again because one of these times your outcome is going to be different as long as the exposure is there.
2: Yeah, just because they didn't enjoy it the first time doesn't mean that you're done that's it we can never go to play group like we these are things that we have to allow our little ones to adjust to and if we're only going once a week right so that's like a okay great I, i'm not going back there we're not going back there oh we're back oh my goodness right and it's it had been six days they hadn't gone so so every time when you're going kind of once a week it it ideally is getting less and less each week but they do need time to adjust to it so allow that time and, and i love that elisa try not to get super you know discouraged or frustrated about it because then we just stop going and and those play groups are as good for us as they are for them right like Absolutely. being able to connect with other moms those classes they're they're good for us just as much as they are for them so for sure keep going.
0: i long for those to be open again in-person events that we can go to with our children and hang out and socialize a little bit
2: we, I feel like we missed so much with Miss Heidi's classes I had all these like prenatal and fourth trimester and we were like coming into all the like six and 12 month ones and then now like they're decorating valentine cards and they're like children they're no longer babies I,
1: know. I feel like we've missed
2: We've missed some. Awesome will be closed for a while
1: still. We're not opening until we're really sure we mm-hmm. can we can you've got the- to run classes, but we're doing lots of amazing things online. online. It is really honestly, and I'm not just tooting my own horn on horn here, but really close second to the in-person thing. It's absolutely
2: fantastic. If you have it- to be stuck at home and <laughs> and trying to entertain them day in and day out your your online classes are fantastic fantastic for families yeah We're lucky so, to have you miss heidi <laughs> we
0: are so when you do go be prepared and bring snacks yes. for your little one so that you know you've got certain things that they can do while they're there. Know that you might need to hold them a little bit more the first few times because if they're not comfortable just going on the ground by themselves, then you might need to hold them and bring them and be very involved in their play. But again, as the days go on and as you do this, you know, week after week, once we open, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to become less like that and you're not gonna be as needed. And your child will start to explore a little bit more, but really adjusting your expectations for what they might be able to do at first is yeah. gonna help. tremendously not going
1: to be like that forever, right? Keep that in mind too. Like Short this is like a new, new, we have to start small and build up that, you know, um, capacity to stimulation.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about even just getting them involved and comfortable with other people, whether it's family, friends, you know, parties when they start back up again, things like that. (laughs) I know that's one good thing about this is that (laughs) there have been no parties to go to. And I've already got my lip sync battles
1: planned for the next year. So hopefully we'll be able to party again (laughs) soon. Oh,
0: yeah. Ooh, I'd totally be in for that, Heidi. (laughs) Lip sync battles are my jam. I'm like, oh, this could be a good lip sync song for me. Ooh, lip syncing (laughs) though, but it doesn't happen for me. I'm full on singing when I'm doing that. Lisa's a karaoke girl. (laughs) So watch out. I know
1: she is. I know. I like that about her.
0: (laughs) So yeah, the first step there is you want to get them, you want to get them comfortable with other people, right? So um if your little one has not been exposed to many people yet, then you don't want to just kind of toss them into that situation where everyone is passing them around. So it all starts with a good old fashioned conversation with the people that you are going to go and be and visit. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want to let them know, Hey, grandma or, um, aunt or uncle or whoever it is, I really want so-and-so to become comfortable with you. However, we've been in this situation like every other child out there and baby, we've been in this situation for so long that they might not want to go to you right away. So I would like to take these steps first to make sure that they become comfortable before we start passing them around. So really having that conversation, making your boundaries super clear right from the Mm -hmm. get-go is going to help. And if you feel like, you know, whoever you're gonna go and and introduce them to is not listening or not on board with what you are saying, then perhaps that's not the best person to go and, and do your first visit with. Choose someone else that you that will respect those boundaries and that will respect what you're saying to get them integrated into that and then go to the other people.
1: And And do lots of sports casting around what's happening. So if your little one is like sinking into you more, pulling away, trying to get even closer to you and away from the other person, you can say, Oh, it looks like you want to stay with me right now. You're not quite ready. Okay, we'll wait a little bit. That's okay. And so you're saying it out loud. Your child to reassure them that you're not going to, you know, pass them off. But it's also for the other adult who just may be so eager. I missed you so much. (laughs) Come here, come here, come here. And they're like, no. And you're like, oh, okay, that's okay. We're just going to wait a little bit more, Grandma. I think we just need to, you know, work up our way to meeting people in person again.
2: And yeah. And one of those pieces of the conversation is going to be. It's not that they don't love you. It's just that they need a little bit of time to get comfortable around you. Yeah. Um, because a lot of grandparents, they don't love me. It's because they've never seen me. They don't love me. But it has nothing to do with that. It's just they have to get. They need that time to get comfortable.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's going to take some reassuring for some of the other adults as well, which is mm-hmm. going to be a, the, the challenging part. But stick to your boundaries. You'll feel much better that you stuck to your boundaries Um, And you may upset some people by sticking to your boundaries, but that is reassurance that that boundary needed to be in place.
0: Absolutely. And go in with that goal of, you know, grandma, our goal is to get so-and-so comfortable with you, but it's going to be a little bit of a work in progress right now. So reassuring them that that is Mm -hmm. your goal to get them to be comfortable in grandma's arms. but it's gonna take a little bit of work because of this situation that we've all been in, right? Yeah. One of my
2: favorite things is is we wanna stay close, right? We want to, like if I have my little one in my arms and like Heidi is saying, they, they start to kind of pull away and, it's my sister I haven't seen my sister in six months so I go and give my sister a hug I'm I'm going to have you know my little one on my left hip and I'm going to give my hug on the right on the right side right so I'm staying nice and close little one is still in my arms they are feeling safe and secure on the one side I'm still able to say you know I'm offering that hug and saying that this and my by me doing that I'm saying this is a safe person mommy yeah. is confident this is a safe person right without actually coming out and saying that so I'm giving my sister a hug I have that right arm around her left arm is with baby um that can help so so instead of necessarily transferring them over to the other person or if the other person comes in to grab them you can kind of turn your body a little bit high and give them a hug and it'd be like a group hug um and then and then as Heidi said like oh are we not ready yet that's okay we'll just take a few more minutes um, and allow them to to get comfortable that reaching out and touching the other person that you're
1: meeting mm-hmm. is a tip I've been given, giving to parents for years, especially for babies with a temperament who are a little more anxious about new situations and are just fearful of or be, don't want to be passed off. They, they feel like they're really clingy. And so I would say you're holding your little one and then you reach out and tap that person on the shoulder. Yes. Well, oh, hi, Uncle Bob. I'm so to meet my little baby now. And you let, you're you touching them. And there's so much to be spoken through body language that we don't even really realize, right? We're just picking it up in the peripherals. But for our children, it's like a whole other language. And they're very keen on it and watching. And they're also feeling our emotions. So if we're anxious about how this experience is going to go, um, I know my mom is just going to reach in and grab her and my little one's not going to like that. I'm feeling that anxiety about it. That's getting passed on to my little one. So they're like, I feel this anxious feeling it feels like not a safe um, situation for me. So I'm just going to hold on tighter to mom. Yes. Right. So, and we are going to feel anxious about it. I'm not saying you shouldn't or that's wrong for feeling that way. That is a feeling that's going to happen. And it is a very, um, normal and expected feeling that's going to be happened, but we have to notice it and then respond to it. Right. Not mm-hmm. hide from it and put it in a box. No, that actually didn't happen, but approaching it and responding. It is going to be a big help in moving forward and moving through it.
2: Yeah. So true. So, 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 so true. And, and that, that being so mindful of your, your own, like Heidi said, being so mindful of your body language your response um i mean if you've listened to any of our podcasts you know that elise and i and heidi and i talk about a lot about that response if if our little one's throwing food that response that we're doing if our little one is you know crying for chocolate cake in the morning our response right it always comes down to our response and and if we are giving off that this isn't a safe environment our little one is going to feel that if they are and and there are going to be some members of your family that may just kind of come in and scoop baby up and and your baby might do well with it and they might go off and and it'd be okay um and but if not if your baby starts to get really upset you need to intervene there's some family members that are like oh no i can do it not a problem it is okay for you to say you know what not this time we're still adjusting to having other people around so we're just gonna i'm gonna take them once we're calm, we're going to try again. Mm -hmm. Having that conversation too, that taking these little steps is actually going to get us to our goal faster. Mm -hmm. My goal, mom, (laughs) is that they are going to attach to you very quickly so that I can take a little bit (laughs) and I get a day away or whatever. So that is my goal, as Elisa said. But if we take these steps, it's going to go so much faster than if we just try and push them in and force them in. Because now we're dealing with we did that. And then now we're dealing with all of this emotional stuff that's tied to it. Whereas if we take those steps, they're going to adjust a lot faster.
0: And here's what the other people can be doing. If your little one is apprehensive to go to them right away, what they could be doing is playing some little fun games with them, Um, perhaps taking a stuffy and, and giving it to them or a toy or something and passing it over to them and just, you know, interacting with them in a different way that doesn't mean oh come here right now right yeah so building up their confidence and taking those baby steps can go a long way
1: yeah like, like offering a gift that's a social strategy called offering a gift right you can even have two items and then you can actually have a conversation about it do you want um the, the stuffed bear or do you want the blocks and so you're holding them out and then the little one reaches for one and say oh i see you're reaching for the bear you would like the bear okay go right and then building a little bit of rapport then don't be like okay now come to me right (laughs) and now i'm gonna kiss you (laughs) longer
2: now i own you you. yes and now you're mine
1: (laughs) Uh, but you have to give a give and take a little bit in those social interactions and that that's like a strategy called offering a gift right and bringing them in closer to you
2: another one that i like to do too is is have you know, sit down with your little one on your lap and and have your mom or sister or best friend across from you in the playroom. And you guys are just kind of having an easygoing conversation and, and have a couple of toys in front of the person that's visiting and you know you're so you're just it's an easygoing conversation we're not focusing on go and see go and see auntie go and see auntie go and see auntie here you go i'm gonna put you in there auntie's just there and has some toys and she's just kind of playing with some and you know they're gonna make their way over they're gonna get comfortable in that situation and they're going to they're going to adjust
0: Mm
2: at least i felt like i cut you off there were you gonna add something
0: um, yes, but I can't remember what it is. That's okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a- it's uh, 4.30 now. My brain is going down <laughs> fast. Okay, when we have that? two more topics
2: to cover here, Lisa. We, we need you to hang tight. A couple more minutes.
0: <laughs> so one it's of the so things... so funny
1: though. Sorry, it's so funny because like when we do you know, pre-COVID, when we would get together oh, for the weekend and days? record, Gosh. Pam and I would leave from North Bay. Elisa would leave from Ottawa. We'd meet halfway somewhere and... She Pam would be like coaching me now. Heidi, we need to be recording in the morning and the afternoon because you know once 4 30 hits, five o'clock, Elisa's done. Like we can't do any re- evening recordings. We had tried
2: that in the past, and we just, we just so did. funny. We don't struggle. get as many out if we if we uh, do any in the evening. That's all.
1: <laughs> but the challenge now is. Her
0: children are at home. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'm 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 done by 4:30. Like I am I am checked out. Yeah. Okay. Two more two hey, more topics. You're, you're doing, topics. doing great.
1: You're doing uh, great. You thank do you. It.
0: Okay, so we're back after that brief message from our sponsor <laughs> to oh talk about I'm glad I'm starting to go off the deep end. Okay, sorry. <laughs> a little bit more about what you can do to prepare your little one as well. So just show them pictures of yes. the people that you're going to be bringing them to mm-hmm. And, and like, print them. Don't just have a phone.
2: Like, don't just have the yeah. picture on the phone. Print it so that they can actually like carry it around with them and you can have breakfast yeah. with grandma and you can have Right. So they have like that. Put physical on the wall in their
1: play space. Like, in yes, like, they have like a little kitchenette area or yep. just a little whatever play space you have set up for them. Put them on the wall down at their level.
0: Yes. And then, of course, video calls, right? Yes. So that, that helps one. as well because they're hearing the people talking, they're seeing them, they're seeing their body language and all that stuff ahead of time. And so those are
1: peek-a-boo through video. Yeah. So that when you go to meet them, you can play that peekaboo game
0: in front of them again, right? Exactly. And I do remember what I was going to say before. Oh, really Yay. quickly, I'll just throw this in. <laughs> Sometimes, if you feel like your little one is very apprehensive, maybe having the first person that they're introduced to be somebody that comes into your home so that they're in their own environment as opposed to going to someone else's home you're not always going to have the opportunity to do this so don't worry about it if you can't but that if you do if you can plan ahead then that's a good thing to implement as well
2: Mm-hmm. Like little things like that. Like I, I wouldn't have my first big outing as a as a family gathering of fifty or sixty people. I wouldn't have our first outing, you know, doing like we said, the two-hour-long grocery shop, right? So it's it's you do have some control over those little things that, you know, oh, there's a party coming up. Okay, so we're gonna work on building our our stimulation up and how much they can handle, but yeah just not throwing them into the deep end right away and being like let's see how this goes that can get tough now the one thing too if you are finding that we're going to get in or you're worried that we're going to get into and this is something that I talk to we talk to our infant families all the time is if you're out and visiting and you don't want people touching baby or grabbing that baby or picking up baby pop pop, pop them in the carrier put them in the carrier put them like if they can be on your back or on your front or um you can kind of control then that people aren't just going to come and take them um they're not going to be passed around oh you know we're just checking things out from the carrier we're just going to give them a little bit of time to get adjusted um that kind of stuff right so that's one way of being able to say like "Mm, nobody can take them right now sorry about your luck (laughs)
1: and if that fails you know you can say oh I think he just pooped
0: yeah (laughs) yeah have have a room to retreat to so that you know if you do need a little break or baby needs a little break then you have somewhere that you can go to just give yourselves a few minutes on your own to regroup and then go back into the situation with all the people
2: and being on the same page with your partner like if you Mm -hmm. have a partner make sure that you guys are on the same page so that You know, not one is saying, yes, we're going to this giant party. And the other one's saying, no, we're not seeing anybody yet. Right. So make sure that you're on the same page. If especially if there's family involved, um, you know, will you let grandma see them first before you let mother-in-law see them, great grandma or or other grandma, whatever, you know, all of that stuff can come into play. So kind of get on the same page, have a plan so that when you do talk to the family, you're on the same page. Or things. somewhere close <laughs> to the same page.
0: like in the same
2: chapter. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Within the same chapter. So that when, you know, when we start to get that flag from one side or the other, we're, we're at least saying somewhat of the same. We have the same message coming across.
1: And it may be an idea that your partner hasn't even thought of. You may be like, you know, I'm kind of worried about this. And your partner could be like, geez, I never even thought of that.
2: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I feel like that's a lot of our conversations. Hmm. Never even thought of that. Yeah. No, I've, I've thought of all of it. Thanks. We're good.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I thought of that and 10 other things. Would you like to hear the other things I've thought about too? Come on now. Keep up. Don't miss the pace yeah. here. Come on. <laughs> Look alive. <laughs> Pretty sure we had this conversation yesterday, but okay. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness.
2: So another challenge that we're seeing, um, and this is one that we absolutely see throughout uh, babyhood and with our parents. We even have a podcast on separation anxiety before this whole COVID stuff hit. So we do expect um, some separation anxiety. We are also seeing a lot of one parent, one parent being the favorite parent. And again, this is definitely something we see throughout childhood, but Uh, Right now, it seems to be very prominent with our COVID babies and only wanting, typically only wanting mom Mm -hmm. um, versus any other parent or any other help, Uh, you know, it's tough. It can be really tough.
0: Yeah, so this, the the first part of this is going to be having a conversation with the other parent that it is nothing against them. It's not personal because sometimes it can feel very personal. So it does. the other parent knowing that it is not personal, it's nothing that they have done or haven't done. It's just the way the cookie is crumbling right now. (laughs) Um, But what you do want to do is allow the other parent to do some of those, you know, small little tasks like... Mm -hmm. Perhaps taking the little one out of their high chair after they're done eating and they're saying that they're all done so that that's kind of a situation where, okay, you know, I'm going to come and take you out of here. Um, i saving you. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps taking even out of
2: the car seat, like yeah. the those little transition pieces can be mm-hmm. super helpful. In because they're so short, the, the other parent can do it and then set them down in the playroom or hand them off to, um, you know, the primary parent or the, the parent that, you know, they're attached to at the moment. And it's easy, small little things that they can do to get them comfortable with it.
0: yeah. You want to be really mindful in this moment of the rescuing mentality. Mm-hmm. So if baby becomes upset in the other parent's arms, you want to try and avoid rushing in there and saying, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what's, you know, because that is bringing that anxiety into I'm I'm the room, you. right? Into your child. So if, if we're feeling like that, then we could only imagine what our little one is feeling, right? So if we're projecting that, then of course our little ones are going to read that as oh my goodness okay I do have a reason to feel upset about this I do so have a feel validating reason. that for me mom yes exactly I knew it so, wasn't safe so you want to try and you know talk to them as you're going there and just I think we've spoken about this in many of our well, podcasts it already it, it, But it's so important for so many is. different various reasons and topics so important so Go in with confidence, right? Oh, are you all done over there? Okay, you can, you know, I'm going to come and get you or whatever. And then just as you're walking towards them, you're talking so that you're not just that that prevents you from just going in all, you know, high anxiety and just scooping them right out of the other parents' arms. Even having the other parent put them down on the ground Mm -hmm. and then going in and sitting down beside them and saying, oh, hi, I'm right here. I wasn't really, you know, I just went to go get a glass of water and I'm here right I here. Am. Yeah, we talk a lot more about this in our separation anxiety podcast as well. So that would be another great listen for everyone. So 24. Gonna, yeah,
2: there you go. Episode 24. Thank you. And I will put it in the description of this podcast as well. Um, another one that I like too with this when we have a little one who's very attached to one parent is having designated other parent and baby time. So even if it's 10 minutes okay so he's fed he's he's slept here's your 10 minutes i'm running up to take a shower or go to the bathroom this is your 10 minute block with with each other this is your 10 minute block with each other and if your little one can only handle five minutes do a couple of five minute blocks and then do 10 minute blocks but work your way up that this is their time that they get these designated blocks of time that that's their time to connect and adjust
0: and be together Yeah, and then you get 10 minutes where you get to go have a shower by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes when that parent that they are especially wanting in that moment, when we're not around, then they kind of adjust a little bit more to the other parent. But if we're hovering around and we're there, then they see us. It's a constant reminder that we're right there and they want to come to us, right? So I did always find that just kind of leaving for the 10 minutes my in my case, my husband did have the full opportunity to be able to play with them downstairs. So he was able to help them through those feelings and those emotions that they had when I left their area. Right. Always let them know what you're going to go and do as well. Like I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to be back in 10 minutes or whatever. Right. And then, yeah, then that way my husband had the opportunity to deal with them downstairs.
1: And also we want to make sure that we're allowing that time for our, our partner to figure it out and do it the way that works for them. Yes, right? yeah.
0: exactly. Just imagine
1: you learning something new and your mother-in-law saying, you know what? Here, let just me, let me just do it. Just give it to me. Yeah.
0: you would be like, Oh, okay, fine. Here you go. It gives hey. both parties the confidence that they need yeah. to be able to do it on a regular basis. Let's yeah. do it different. Doesn't make it wrong. Yeah. So our final piece here, and I know that this is getting, you know, a little bit long, so we're just going to wrap this up very quickly. Our final piece here is the parent, the parental anxiety. I'm starting to make up words again. The parental anxiety. And this well, is bound to happen it's you know we also have a lot of adjusting to do when it comes to the world opening up and we're all going to deal with these adjustments in our own way that suits you know that that's best for us but it's very important to recognize that that might be a a piece of the puzzle for you right so making sure that you are having again those conversations with people when you are integrating yourself back into Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um family gatherings or whatever and boundaries so you know what I am still adjusting to this I'm still having a little bit of a hard time with people touching the baby all the time so for the first couple of outings I'm gonna ease myself into it and I'm going to be the one who is holding baby right and so it's important for you as well if you are having higher anxiety towards the world opening up that you do it step by step for yourself as well
1: absolutely you need to recognize your own feelings hmm yep feeling really tight in my neck and chest and a little sweaty okay this is probably because of this yeah yeah I think I'm gonna voice you know what I'm actually feeling quite nervous inside my body right now about coming I was really excited to come here and visit you but I think just you know adjusting to the new normal is making me quite anxious right now. And I actually don't know if
2: we're going to stay very long. Yep. And that's and, okay. That's yeah. okay to be feeling like that. It, it's a, it's really, okay to
1: stay it. So, cause nobody yes. knows
2: what, how you're feeling. We really need to let things go with, oh, but what if your mom thinks this? Or what if you're, what if so-and-so thinks that I'm just being like this, you know, first time mom, who cares? Let them think that if, if this is what's going to make you more comfortable, then they can think that this is what you are doing, what's best for you and
0: your little one. As somebody who struggles with anxiety over here, I (laughs) can really relate to that feeling of, oh, people are just going to think that I'm the only Mm -hmm. one here who is, you know, like in my world right now, I feel like I'm the only person who is like, anxious about COVID right? Whereas I know that that's not the case, but sometimes I feel that way and I'm like worried about what other people are going to think. So I have had to do a lot of work on just trying to practice mindfulness before I go into those situations, but also really finding my voice and being able to explain to people what I'm feeling. And I do find that explaining it ahead of time makes it a lot easier when we do get into the, the situation so that I can say, you know what, I'm really not feeling comfortable right now. I'm going to, I'm going to only stay for 10 minutes and this is me easing into it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really important, but then at the same time, we also want to be mindful that we aren't projecting that anxiety onto our children when we are in these situations. So we'll go back to that. (laughs) We'll go back to that response that we are giving, right? So if we're feeling really anxious, perhaps even taking a couple of deep breaths or, you know, um, going into another room for a few minutes, and then just recognizing when you've had enough and not making it into like a, oh, baby, we've got to go, we've got to go. You know, I mean, sometimes that's going to happen. We're humans. But on the regular basis, trying to make it so that you are um, as confident as possible when you are just saying, I've had enough now, I've got to go.
1: Yeah, something I find really helpful in those anxiety provoking situations is just really noticing where I feel it in my body. Yes. Not trying to like, remedy the situation, make a new plan, try to get out, do this, whatever. I'm just like, hmm, yeah, I am feeling like, My chest is warm and I feel like my throat is tight. That's where I'm feeling this right now.
2: stomach, my toes are starting to curl a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Start to see, you're starting to recognize what the anxiety is doing to your body physically.
1: And it can actually kind of like break it apart so that you are kind of like, almost like multiple personality, right? Like, I notice you, but it's not going to control me, right? So it's a great way to really start recognizing um, how your body is responding. And then you don't just sort of go into that
0: spiral of it either. Mm -hmm. Which can happen. And I've been there where it has happened to me. Absolutely. But it's a work in progress, right? And I'm starting to realize what I can do to help ahead of time. And again, if the conversations if the if the people that you are going to visit for the first time that you're integrating yourself back into society are not really understanding what you're saying then perhaps those are not the 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 right first people to go into it with right like maybe save that for your third outside (laughs) visit and your first two are with somebody who really understands and and is just visit (laughs) elisa yeah
2: and they're gonna be okay they're gonna be okay if you only if you were supposed to go for two hours but now you're only staying for 10 minutes right they're not going to add on that guilt they're not going to make you feel worse because of it they're going to be understanding and supportive of it those are the those are the people that you want to surround yourself for those first couple of outings Mm -hmm. Um, and And I do think that if this is something already, we're still closed, like we're still in lockdown at the moment. So if, you know, as we've been talking through a lot of these challenges and situations, if you have felt that your anxiety has been rising throughout just us having this conversation um, or when you start to think about your little one leaving or being exposed and that's starting to raise your anxiety that's those are those this is your time now gather those tools now so that you're prepared for when we do open up so whether that's counseling or meditating or whatever it is journaling whatever it is that you can bring down your anxiety around world opening up again around having your COVID baby out in that world. Um, What you can do now is going to just be that much easier and so much more helpful once we do open up and and you're allowed out of your homes again.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm starting to look into it now because when my children start school again in the fall, I I know that that is going to be a spiraling situation for me. So I want to have everything that I can set up before that time comes, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Be prepared for it. If if you can, if you're anticipating it, being prepared for it is going to help reduce the overall effects of it. And it's, and it's going to give you that confidence to be able to walk this journey, um, get into back into social and uh, life again. Um, but being able to project that confidence with our little ones as well and help them adjust to it. We're we're their starting piece, right? So um, we want to make sure our cup is filled and that we are getting the help that we need for sure, for sure, for sure.
0: Well, thank you so much everyone for listening. I know that this was a long episode, but so much great information that we just felt everybody needed to know absolutely
2: and uh, definitely come back again because we are wrapping up um or we're gearing up for february we have lots of interviews coming so we've got pediatric chiropractor we have a family organizer we have um we have so many fun uh interviews coming up so be sure to hit subscribe go now and do subscribe so that you don't even have to wait for us to say hey we have a new podcast it's just going to come to you automatically how much easier is that guys yeah, we only have a couple seasons, or sorry, a couple
1: episodes left in season two. I know, it's very exciting. Okay, well, thanks guys for joining us.
2: Sorry? We should do a big celebration. We should, we should.
0: Virtual. Uh, virtual karaoke. celebration all
2: by yourselves.
0: <laughs> Virtua- virtual sync <laughs> <Okay. lipstick> battle. <laughs> okay. oh, virtual sync okay, battle. We'll okay, we'll there you it.
2: go. In my office closet and Elisa's bedroom in your office. There we go, we'll do virtual. I like it. our celebration will be a video of our <laughs> a video of us lip syncing. I don't, I don't think it's going to be great guys. Just lowering those expectations. Okay, Thanks guys. No promises though. <laughs> don't hold us
1: to that. We're just
0: talking sillier. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.